Prologue It was close to 95 degrees in the hot sun on July 5th, 1984. Kansas City was in one of its worst heat waves of recent memory. The air stifling hot and the forecast for the next few days was for even warmer temperatures. Things were good in America. The economy had bounced back under President Ronald Reagan. The Vietnam War was a distant memory, and there was a sense of optimism in the air. Duran Duran's pop hit, Reflex, was number one on the music charts, and the Eddie Murphy crime comedy, Beverly Hills Cop, was the top movie in Kansas City theaters. For those that lived on Charlotte Street in the Kansas City neighborhood of South Hyde Park, there was never much of a reason to give a second look to the man who had lived at 4315 Charlotte since 1969. It was like any other house on the street, a two-and-a-half story, wood-clad, Victorian-style home with a steep sidewalk leading up from the street. The yard was slightly overgrown and the front porch was a little worn from the effects of time, but certainly nothing that would lead even the most suspicious neighbor to suspect this was the den of a serial killer. Like many of the longtime residents on Charlotte Street, most of each other by name, and Robert Bradella was no different. He was a lifelong bachelor and an open homosexual who owned a small curiosity shop down at the Old West Port Flea Market. He more or less kept to himself and was quiet and unassuming. Certainly nothing to make one suspect he was capable of unimaginable evil. There was little to suggest that on this night, in the hot upper floors of this unassuming home, Robert Bradella would finally succumb to a long-growing dark evil fantasy inside him and start down the path of becoming Kansas City's most notorious serial killers. By the time authorities would arrest Berdella, six men, all believed to be active male prostitutes, would be brutally tortured and sodomized before finally being bled out like pigs in a slaughterhouse and cut up with a chainsaw. Once drained of their blood, they would be dismembered in a sexually-fueled, sadistic trance that would shock even the most senior investigators of the major crimes unit of the Kansas City Police Department. The brutality of the crime spoke of a dark rage, one where Radella found intense sexual excitement from the terror of his victims. His fascination grew with the amount of pain he could inflict on the men he had bounded to a steel bed frame on the second floor of his home. His torture methods were designed to provide him a sexual release drawing particular excitement from the inability of his victims to stop his assault or fight back. He craved control and would often use cotton swabs to rub liquid bleach into the eyes of his prey, causing temporary blindness and extreme pain. If they were to scream, he would inject liquid drano into their throats, causing a terrible burning reaction caused by the sodium hydroxide that would start to dissolve tissue in and around the vocal cords. Driven by a sexual fetish, Berdella's obsession with torture was an outreach of his homosexuality and ignited by an experience when he was 16, where he was sexually assaulted by a co-worker while working as a line cook. By the time he had reached his 30s, his torture methods included forced sodomy fueled by an unquenchable excitement, during which he would anally rape his victims as many as five times per day. His methods were always the same and included injections, electric shocks and physical beatings with a steel bar. He kept detailed notes of his exploits and the type of torture he would inflict, including detailing the drugs and substances he injected his victims with. 
During his torture sessions, he would keep track of the various foreign objects, including vegetables and steel bars, he would insert into the anuses of the men he held captive. He had concocted a crude abbreviation system to keep track of the timeline of his torture tactics using handwritten notations such as Fing F, which stood for fucking his victim with his finger, or Carrot F, which referred to the use of a large carrot to sodomize his victims. He would take dozens of Polaroid photographs of his tortured sessions, which would serve as a morbid diary paralleling the detailed notes he made on his torture and the sodomy of his prisoners.